Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with a brand new, fresh, spanking new episode of TGIF. We're here to break down some of the biggest news in uh, social media and on the news. And uh, sit back, relax, and let's get into this hot tea. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host and radio show host, Fish, Funky Dineva. <laughs> in the Dashiki. You're doing a lot with that. You got a whole dashiki. Yeah. It's laundry day, girl. Oh, that's why. So it's not African pride. It's just laundry day. It's laundry day. <laughs> Please welcome brand strategist and also talk show host, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? How you how are you adjusting to the bald head? Are you feeling it? Or do you like it more? Do you miss your waves and your Caesar cut and all you that? You know what? I've been wearing a hat because it's cold in DC and I didn't know how and maybe that's it, Q. Maybe that's why my neck is hurting. Because it's cold. Yeah, I don't have no hair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. That ain't why you I've been wearing hurting. a lot of hats lately. That ain't so. why your neck hurts. Stay off your knees and get your back some. <laughs> what he is so retarded. But I'm gonna tell you something, Aldo. I'm gonna tell you one thing about rocking a ball head. And I don't know if you shaved your own or you went to the barber. Uh-huh. But I mean, that whole all the time you save not having to go to the barber. If you can, I don't know if you can trim up your own beard and stuff and maintain it, but it man, I haven't been to a barber shop in about 10 years and it's just the best feeling now you you're all the way bald though right this is like a point five mine is like a point five yeah mine recedes right here really badly i was thinking about getting a transplant um yeah but uh, i i I don't you know you know it's keeping me from getting the transplant because it actually would make me look younger if i did get it i don't want to start having to go back to the barbershop oh yeah true and if it ain't broke, why fix it? It works yeah. for you. That's yeah. your look at this point. Yeah. So how's everybody feeling today? Um, how y'all doing? Y'all good? I'm, good. I'm feeling good. I'm energized. I just ate me some baked potato soup. I got me a cup of Publix tea over here. We got all this tea in the topics. I got my Wakanda Forever shirt on. I'm finna channel the ancestors. Baby, it's Friday. We finna have us a good time. Buddy, you know I'm gonna tell it. He had a gentleman caller last night. It was the Russian. <laughs> I can't tell Al nothing. Why is y'all making me look like a whore all on national TV? Wait, wait, we're making you look like a whore. <laughs> so, so Q, let's get into this real quick. Um, okay. you've had a gentleman caller one twice a week. You've had a gentleman. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, see, you- <laughs> oh, look, God don't like ugly. <laughs> I think this is one of your gentleman callers calling me. Anyways, you've had a gentleman caller. Damn it! Every night before every show, what's you going on with you? Do you need to talk? Well, hell, you ought to be glad. Maybe that's why the shows is good. Because <laughs> you getting worn out. Ooh, ooh, ooh! 
That's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I mean, save some tread on that thing. Sometimes we just be watching TV, reading Rainbow, and just be drinking wine. You lie. Now we're going to start lying. That's what we're doing. Right. What y'all sipping on? I want to hear some truth because this is, we going down a rabbit hole of lies. What, what y'all sipping on tonight? You said Publix? I'm Publix Sweet Tea tonight. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing coffee with Kahlua. I mean, with a little bit of Kahlua in it. So, <clears throat> okay. I haven't drank anything yet. I've been out here working. I'm in, here in Atlanta, but I will be hooking up with uh, some Foxhole fam. Uh, I'm going to be hooking up with Selena and Lisa ah. Ray, and I'm going to be seeing T.S. Madison as well. So I can't wait. I will definitely post some pictures and we can, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. Lisa Ray lives in Atlanta? Uh, no, she's out here. There's a friend of hers that's having a, a birthday party tonight. Oh, okay. So she's out here. Yeah. So let's jump into some hot topics because we got a lot of show tonight. We have a lot of people to talk about. Okay, Jesse Smollett has been found guilty on five out of uh, six counts of disorderly conduct. He was found guilty of telling a police officer he was a, a hate crime victim, telling an officer he was a battery victim, telling a detective he was a hate crime victim, telling a detective he was a battery victim, and telling a second detective he was a battery victim. Now, he was not found guilty on a sixth charge of telling a second uh, detective he was uh, an aggravated battery victim. Now, what do you think about this verdict? Do you think the, uh, and do you think future racist and homophobic hate crimes may not be taken as seriously because of this Justice Smollett case? What do y'all think? I mean, it definitely is going to make people look twice at these types of things, especially when they come from a celebrity. You know, it really sucks, right? Because all things constant, the justice system worked the way it was supposed to work, and he was charged accordingly and found guilty accordingly. It just sucks because I almost feel guilty being a Black person, being in support of the charges that he has been charged with, knowing that people of other persuasions get away with far more. So it's a very conflicting feeling that I have because it's like, yeah, you did it, you deserve it and you got it. But on the flip side of things, like look at like a Kyle Rittenhouse, you know? So I don't know, I don't, as a black person, I don't know how to feel in this situation. Good points. Al, what's your take on this? You know, Claudia, I, I fought, I battled with this last night. I just, I just, it just set in my soul just so, I mean, I was calling friends. I need somebody to explain this to me. Let me tell you, this to me was heartbreaking. It was disappointing. It was infuriating. It was embarrassing. And I understand that white people get away with stuff all the time. But for me, I'm embarrassed for the Smollett family, like especially his sister Journey. She's been at the top of her game. You know, she's got the Oscar nods, the Emmy nods. And then we see her arm in arm with Jesse in the courtroom looking like they're going on a Selma civil rights walk. It was just like crazy to me. I'm embarrassed for us as black people to have to listen to Donald Trump Jr. throw daggers at us. I'm you know, not only the black people, but the Black Lives Matter movement of uh, supporters and the LGBTQ community like he played all of us, just as I said, you know, in the city of Chicago is making him pay for. It. But lastly, this is what really pissed me off the most and what disappointed me the most and which was heartbreaking. The real victims of hate crime and racism and political violence like they're almost, you know, sacrificed. Do you know how many young black men can't go outside? 
today without being accused or labeled as a thief, as a murderer, or as a thug. This type of stuff is just a slap in the face to all of us. And it just pisses me off. Somebody needs to take him aside and just shake the shit out of him, shake him or beat his you know what, because this is just bad for no freaking reason. It's bad. It's just extremely self-serving to me and borderline gross. I hate that when one of our fellow African-Americans does something wrong, we all have to take that on the chin, right? right? It's a representation of black people. But when white folks do stuff, they don't claim their trailer park stuff, their shenanigans. They don't right. claim their, 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 the worst of their worst. It doesn't, it's not a reflection on their entire race. It's just like, Oh, that's just them. And we don't, I, I'm not claiming that. I would never do something like this. And I really was trying to ride for Jesse. I really was. I remember right. I made a video when it first came out. I had to snatch that thing down the more evidence that came and I was like, well, God damn, Jesse. So uh, <laughs> right. it, it is sad because I do hate when we, uh, can we just like all behave for a little while? Because the fact that Trump and Trump Jr. are just so, right. like you said, they're so quick to jump on it and we got to just take that L and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. you were right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you see what he did to, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Sharpton, when he pulled up all his tweets. Mm-mm. Uh, Trump Jr. You know, because Al Sharpton said whoever offend you, whoever did this to Jesse should have the maximums uh, thrown at him. And he was like, oh, I hope you still have the same conviction now that we know who the real perpetrator is. Like I stuff mean, like that and, just and gets under my skin. You can't say nothing. You, right? you, you just got to take that L. Well, Trump Jr. has his nerve because all this, the, the daggers he's thrown at Hunter Biden for being a supposed drug addict when we don't seen Don Jr., who allegedly seemed like he's off on that good stuff, his damn self, looking very tore up. So there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. I, I don't care what nobody that's missing no chromosome got to say anyway. So Don Jr. <laughs> can just go on and, and sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Travis Scott has finally broken his silence about the Astroworld tragedies in an interview with Charlemagne the God. Scott claimed that he was unaware that anyone was injured in the crowd until after the concert was over. When asked if he felt a sense of responsibility for what happened, Scott said, I'm going to fix this problem and make sure this doesn't happen in the future. What are your thoughts on, on Travis speaking out and does he seem sincere? You know, I read the entire, I read the entire, I read the article um, and I will give Travis Scott one thing. That brother knows how to stay on message. Okay. There was never at any point as much as Charlemagne tried to drill him into assigning blame or responsibility for this. He always pivoted to, I'm going to make sure this does not happen in the future. And he stayed on message, never once taking accountability. Now he did say that he had his in-ear in and that whoever was on the other end of it did not relate to him the magnitude of what was going on. They did not tell him to stop and that they told him to just, you know, go on and, and, and continue until it was Drake's turn or whatever. I don't know about you guys, Claudia. I'm sure you've been on the stage in that type of capacity. You've got all types of monitors, lights, and all kind of pit orchestra stuff going on down there. Oftentimes, you are unable to really see what's going on in the crowd. I feel bad for Travis Scott. You know, I know, I know Al about to light his ass up <laughs> or whatever. I, I see Al sitting over there with his arms folded. But I really do feel bad for this brother in this situation because it wasn't intentional. I did a play with 1,700 people in Dallas. And my audio, my mic was messed up. 
I could not hear or see anything on the uh, off in front of me. I only saw, could hear barely the person that was about four feet away from me who said, your mic's not working. I had, I can't tell you how many people in the audience. I saw the bright lights in my face that I'm only speaking from my experience. What, and, and like I said, 1700 seats is nothing compared to 50,000. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to say what I, I, I didn't see nothing in the audience. Uh, Al, what you about to say? Sorry, guys. Nope. It's not working for me. I watched that 51 minute interview from beginning to the end. And Travis Scott did not accept one ounce of responsibility. We have nine people dead and hundreds of people uh, injured. And he never once in 51 minutes said that he was sorry. And what's so interesting was they showed clips to him where the audience was chanting, stop the concert, stop the concert, because people were dead. So everyone on Travis Scott's team, all of you should be embarrassed. And I hope I never get rich enough to value my self-interest over my fans, period. Well, let's just say this, though. Um, when you're going through a legal situation, you're not allowed to say sorry because sorry confirms confers responsibility. If anybody knows, Disney World trains their employees, even if you are a cashier at Disney World, when you go through training, if you have some type of dispute or discrepancy with a customer, you are not allowed to say the words, I'm sorry, because sorry confers blame upon the person who's saying the apology. So I mean, I'm sure he is sorry, but with these billion dollar lawsuits out there, he cannot get on TV and say out loud, I'm sorry. Okay, so don't say you're sorry, but say I feel for the families of the dead victims. Say something to to remedy the 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 frustration, to remedy the hurt and the pain of somebody that they will never get back, especially that nine year old. That nine-year-old guy. What was his name? Ezra. Come on. I, I, I'm just not buying it. He didn't even make a video in the beginning where he was like rubbing his head and he seemed like he was really distraught. I kind of feel like in this case, he's damned if he do and he's damned if he doesn't. If he says, I'm sorry, like, like you said, Q. All right. Guess uh-huh. what? Guilty. And if he doesn't, he's looking real bad, Al. And to your point, you know, looking like he's not remorseful. So I, I would hate to be in his position. And let's not act like, well, I'm gonna say this, my opinion. I don't think Travis Scott is an evil person. I don't. I, I think even the most rottenest of her people are going to feel horrific if nine people died at their concert. I don't think this guy ever wanted this to happen. I don't. Mm. All right. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. We see y'all in the chat. Give us some thumbs up or some flames if you're enjoying the show. If you love what you see, yeah, give it to us. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, We are sad to report that Nick Cannon's five-month-old baby passed away this week from brain cancer. Now, this child's mother, model Alyssa Scott, posted a tribute to their child. In the post, Alyssa wrote, The soreness I felt in my arm from holding you is slowly fading away. It's a painful reminder that you are no longer here. Our prayers are with Nick Cannon and Alyssa Scott. How sad is this news? Like, this child was so young. It's very, it's, it's very sad. I looked at the, uh, the, the post that Alyssa did with all the video montage or whatever. And the only thing I could feel was just um, the loss of potential. You know what I'm saying? Like all the potential, look at this cute baby, just, just, just a life never fully realized. 
you know what I'm saying? That whole Langston Hughes, what is a dream deferred? Like it just, it just felt like, you know, just all this hope or whatever. It just, it, it's a sad situation all the way around. And my heart goes out to Nick and Alyssa. Definitely. Al? You know, I, I concur with you guys. My heart goes out to both of them. But isn't this the same disease that Flo Rider's son had? Remember, it's hydrocephalus. Cephalus, mm-hmm. yes, hydrocephalus. This is the same disease that uh, Flo Rida's son had that that passed. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize this, his son passed. Our, well. I thought huh? he just. Ha- I didn't realize that Flo Rida's son ch- passed away. Oh, okay, maybe he didn't, but I, I know. I think he just he has, has it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has it. Yes, this, the swelling of the brain, the the extra um, fluid fluids and stuff. Yeah. I think that's how I first heard of it, but so sad that it accelerated with Nick Cannon's uh, son. That was just tragic. But on a positive note about Nick Cannon, did y'all see the print of the picture that went viral about him in his in his little suit, his tailored suit? Did y'all see that? I saw his dick on Twitter. <laughs> well, there you have it. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> He has Madison made a whole video about a, a Nick Cannon appreciation post. And I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't heard those rumors about Nick Cannon for a long time. Like th- that's well known in the Hollywood circles about Nick Cannon. It was nice. <laughs> Our thoughts and prayers are with you, Nick. <laughs> Switching gears. It looks like music executive Jay Prince was successful when it came to bringing Drake and Ye Kanye together for Larry Hoover's benefit concert. Prince said it wasn't easy getting the two to put their beef aside. Apparently, Drake and Ye came together for a face-to-face meeting at Drake's Toronto mansion and decided to set up an example for all of hip-hop about about how to settle beefs peacefully. The benefit concert went down last night in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Did you ever think you'd see the day that Drake and Kanye would settle their beef? I was never convinced that Drake and Kanye were beefing from the get-go, number one. Number two, Drake is Jimmy in the wheelchair from Degrassi, okay? He is not no thug, and Kanye is half-past crazy. I don't think we were ever worried about another East Coast, West Coast rivalry ever breaking out and there becoming violence. If anything, it felt more practical, jokish to me, the whole thing. Um, with the end result being both of them making a whole lot of money. Thirdly, I watched portions of the concert and there was very little mention of Larry Hoover. And fourthly, um, I just need the National Black Delegation of NAACP and Descendants of Slaves to let me know, did we vote in favor of Larry Hoover needing to be released from prison because from my understanding he is the founding member of the gangster disciples and was caught up in all types of drugs gang violence and extortion so um why are we like trying to get him out again and please chicago people don't shoot me or drive past my house (laughs) and shoot me up while i'm at the ice cream truck i'm not about that life i'm from the suburbs but I'm just con- crazy. He's not in jail wrongfully. Like he, he's in there rightfully. So I'm a little lost. 
We all lost. First of all, this is, is this a way to trick Drake or trick Kanye into a versus battle just to get them both to perform together? Second of all, Kanye West, are we just being taken along for the ride? You, you down with us and then you are down with Trump and now you want to get all gangbangers and gang founders out of prison. What's it going to be next week? I don't really know. Is this is this authentic? Is this like to, to get to curry favor, get back in with the black folks? Do you think this is a way to get to us? Because I don't give a damn about this, and y'all don't shoot me neither. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that of all causes to champion and make this be, you know, the reason these two titans in the business get together. And can I just say this, Drake? Nobody stays mad at Drake. He will diss the hell out of you in a song. He'll say he slept with your right. wife. He'll say whatever, and people still take Drake back. Drake is the goat when it comes to that. Al, what do you think about this? You know what? I saw that uh, I saw that meme on um, Instagram where they said Swiss Beats looking out the window when Kanye uh, trumped up this versus between him and Drake. I thought that was so funny. He was looking at them sideways. But let me tell you something. I guess I'm going to say it. Kanye West is annoying to me and disingenuous. I mean, I don't think he's as smart and I don't think he's as genius as we all make him out to be or think he is. I just think Kanye knows how to work this media machine. And that's how he gets all of his power. Like, cause I never, like I watched the clips of the concert. Did they even talk about Harry Hoover? Did they even mention this as being a fundraiser for him and what he did and the reason why he should come out? I mean, it just all smelled to me like cloud chasing. And was this the same show that Kanye was begging for Kim to come back? Kimberly to come back? Is that was that the same show? She's over it, right? Oh. She getting the meat from Pete now. <laughs> they say Pete. Huh? You know you don't he got me bigger meat than Kanye. You know you don't drove a Kardashian crazy when you don't send their ass back to the white side. <laughs> she, said, I am, she said, is this what it means to have a black man? Sister, y'all can have it, and I'm gonna stop appropriating y'all culture. Y'all can have it. I'm gonna come back over here with these whites. And, <laughs> and thinking about it, when's the last time Kim's been with the white man? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, Kanye done messed it up for the whole race. So, mothers out there, rest assured, you ain't got to worry about Kim Kardashian coming and scooping your son up because Kanye don't put enough root on her. She done went back over there to the white folks. I don't blame her. She's like, I had enough. All right, get ready for this one. Black China allegedly held a woman hostage in a hotel room. Uh, Black China supposedly hosted a late night after party in her Sacramento hotel suite. The source, a source said that everything was going great until the vibe immediately changed and China became irate, which somehow led to a woman being held hostage. Now, China allegedly yelled at the woman to shut the F up and threatened to attack her. Later on during the incident, the woman was seen escaping China's room sobbing. It's alleged that drugs were being used at the party and two people were arrested at the party. What do you think about this story? And you think it's true or not? So I looked at the video and this whole <laughs> thing was crazy, right? Now, listen, I was raised on Sesame Street and I am very good. I paid a lot of attention to one of these things is not like the other. And based on them pay less ass heels that that white girl had on, I don't understand what type of company she was keeping with Black China. Like, I'm just not understanding for the life of me how this plain Jane 
uh, 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 Little House on the Prairie, Montana, uh, Boise, Idaho, Helen, and her plain Jane, extremely regular, extra mediocre white boyfriend ended up in a hotel with China. Were they the plug? You know what I'm saying? It just did not seem like the type of people of all the people that China would have been inviting back to her hotel room. So I say that to say this, that helpful must have been high and drunk off something because it just didn't make sense. And Paul Whitefish, she bit off more than she could bargain for because mama was destroyed. Now, I don't know what type of cussing Black China did. I don't know if he was like, she was like T.I., and allegedly put her toe in that girl twat. <laughs> I don't know what all the hell was going on in there. But mama had PTSD down to that elevator, honey. She and she wanted to get the hell up out of there. But part two of it is, you can take a bitch out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of bitch. I'm less concerned about the guns that they found in the car with the two people that they arrested. But they said they found multiple EBT cards with multiple <laughs> on it. Now y'all niggas up here getting club bookings and stuff and still around here scamming on EBT. Still refuse, no matter how much money you got, still refuse to buy grocery. Just make it make sense. And why did y'all have China down to, China, why is you at the Sheridan? <laughs> Girl, I played at the Sheridan when we had our family reunion in Macon, Georgia. Like, why wasn't you? I can't do this. So much was wrong. Al, please save us. <laughs> you know I'm a Black China fan. Only thing I can say is that Black China has been in the game way too long to have miscellaneous people coming back to her suite. Like you, she know you can't just play with anybody. And I was just Black China had just rebound from that good press for you know being respectful, and mature to Chloe around the Tristan thing. So I'm just confused. It sounds to me like someone from her tribe recruited those two random people and the girl didn't know how to handle her liquor. Well, but my, or, my question is though, recruited to do what? Like the girl was not a baddie. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what all China is into sexually. I am smart enough to know that after the show is the after party and after the party is the hotel lobby. So we went back to the room to do drugs, to drink alcohol and to get naked. Right. I, I wasn't even there. And I can tell you that's what the intentions were. But I mean, maybe she had a little house on the prairie fetish because I mean, <laughs> it's funny. I would, it seems like I you're would, most, you're I would have been expecting the woman running out of the room to look like Claudia Jordan. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, like, this girl was just the most plainest white girl you could find on Facebook. Not Claudia Jordan. So the, the crime to you here is that the girl was ugly and plain. It's, she was extra regular. That's the crime. <laughs> so she was I'm fine. It would be trouble behind no extra regular Helen. Right. 
And how can you not get out of a hotel room? Like, the best that, part was the, when they got the door open. Oh, heels she had on. The <laughs> thing about this show that I love is we continue to have our priorities in the right place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what I love about TGIF. So on that note, our priority right now is get to this damn commercial. We're going to take a quick commercial break while we get our lives together. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm over here looking at some of the comments and y'all are loving the show. Someone said, not extra regular Helen and Bibb County Baby says, I have laughed and cried this whole show. We still have more show to go. This is why TGIF is the best show. You better say that. What? You better say that. All right, now we got to pay some bills. So listen, by now you've probably seen about a thousand gift ideas, uh, gift guides for the holiday season. Gifts for moms, gifts for guys, gifts for your neighbor's cousin's dog. You can study all those gift guides and shop at 10 different places, or you can start your shopping at Raycon and get a gift everyone will use, Raycon wireless earbuds. Now, Raycons give you amazing audio quality wherever you go, whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work out, or work. They'll be uh, useful for anyone on your list, even better for you. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Now, with their latest model, you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Pure mode, podcast listening, blues and instrumental balance mode, podcast listening, rock, heavy metal and metal, you name it. Bass mode, hip hop, EDM and reggae. Raycons are available in five stylish colors so you can pick the perfect one for everyone on your list. Now with free shipping and returns, gifting is easier than ever. The holidays are coming up faster than you think. So now's the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last minute shipping scramble, especially because right now my listeners, our listeners will get 15% off site-wide with the code holiday at buyraycon.com slash TGIF. So go to buyraycon.com slash TGIF and use code holiday today to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. We're going to take a quick break, and I promise you, we got a whole bunch of uninterrupted. When we come back, welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. We see all the comments. Thank you very much for all the love. Hey, speaking of love, love gone. Faith Evans is requesting a judge to reject her estranged husband, Stevie J's request for spousal support. Now, Evans hopes to retain all property acquired before her marriage to Stevie J. Do you think it was tacky of CVJ to request spousal support from Evans in the first place or or not? What do y'all think? So, you know, listen, I'm definitely one of those people where I think, you know, we now live in a world where everybody wants equality. You know, women are out earning men and all this type of stuff. And hell, women been doing it for decades. So I am all for men getting spousal support if they are due spousal support. Stevie, you and that woman ain't even been married long enough for you to be getting no damn spousal support. And whatever lifestyle, you know, that that clause and the thing that said you got to keep the person in the lifestyle that they become accustomed to. Whatever apartment Faith got y'all last in, you ain't even been in that apartment long enough to get accustomed to anything. Leave Faith and what I mean, quite as I ain't gonna count that lady pockets, but it ain't. I don't even think faith didn't <laughs> on no money like that. No way to be funding Stevie J lifestyle. I may be wrong, but uh, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie strikes me as the type that is doing this to be petty and spiteful versus just giving this lady a clean divorce. 
I'll save my comments for last. Uh, Al, what you got? So let me tell you, Q, there are two things on my mind with this. I had to do some research on this because I was like, how does he, she even qualify as the higher income earner? Now, Stevie J has an incredible production catalog. He did all of the Mariah stuff. Remember, he um, he did Honey. He did Breakdown. He also just recently did a collaboration with Summer Walker. He's on season what of Real Housewives of Atlanta? No, Lord. Love um, hip-hop. hip-hop Atlanta. So he's got to be like at least making two million dollars on that. But then I broke it all the way down. I said, OK, now let me see what Faith is talking about. Now, Faith said she wants everything taken out before the marriage, including gifts inheritance, and what's called ingenuity, which is clever, original, or invented stuff. And what I found out when I did a little bit more research was Faith is one of the people that's in charge and manage Biggie's estate. So she is actually worth quite a bit. Biggie's mother is also in charge of that estate, and her net worth allegedly is around $20 million. And Biggie's oldest daughter, uh, her net worth is around $50 million. So can you imagine where Faith's network may lie? May lie? And I'm thinking that is why um, CBJ wants spousal support. That and a good storyline. It's feeling like this was planned from the beginning. Weren't you Biggie's boy? Weren't you Biggie's boy? That was your boy back in the day. And uh, let me just tell you this. Um, all about this, you know, maintain the same lifestyle you've become used to. What about your children that you refuse to pay child support on, allegedly? Mm. Um, I, I'm just not into awarding men with outstanding child support claims with uh, spousal support. You have your damn nerve. You ain't paying to support your children who have needs like school and, and housing and food because you want to maintain a lifestyle so you, you can wear fur jackets and, and, and fur shirts. Get the hell out of here with this. You better go ahead and ask Diddy to give you your money he owes you. That part. That part. It ain't our fault you're afraid to ask for your money. I bet bet Faith is regretting even getting entangled with Stevie J. Stevie is just a clown. But aren't they still hanging out together? They're still taking pictures. They're still living in the same house. They still look like they are together. I mean, this just something just is not adding up. The math ain't mathing. Ladies, this is a cautionary tale. You do not marry a penis. You got to marry the brain and a penis, but you can't marry the penis first. Because I can't imagine what else you get, he got going on. <laughs> I can't imagine nobody being that crazed over penis over the age of 40. I mean, at, at, at that point, you should have done had so much penis from the front to the bike, that that's the last <laughs> on your mind. Because I'm 38 and I'm over here feeling slutted out. Okay? <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> I mean, with all your gentlemen callers, you should. Feel yes, out. yes. He done put a whole dashiki on trying to get he back to her again. That's what he that doing. revolving door you got going on down there. <laughs> Oh, Wakanda forever, baby. <laughs> Faith, I say hold it down, Faith. Be strong. And um, I don't want to, never mind. I can't say everything I want to say all the time. But yeah, Faith. Didn't she get accused of, um, of putting hands on Stevie J? Yeah. But yeah. you know what? My spirit and the ancestors tell me because I'm channeling them with this shirt on. 
My spirit tell me Stevie ain't gonna get under that lady money. They ain't been together long enough. It seems like she don't really be like like tripping on him. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to bed. And and right. here's what's funny. Let's just say hypothetically, let's just say he is awarded something, right? They only been together, what, 13 months, 12 months, 14 months, however long they've been married. So even if the judge make her pay $20,000 for 14 months, you know, big deal. Cut the check and be done. It'd be worth it to get rid of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially <laughs> when you got it. She got it. Damn you, Stevie. All right. Recently, rapper Sweetie opened up about struggling with her mental health. Now, she shared that she feels overwhelmed with everything she has on her plate. She said, sometimes I can't look at my calendar on my weekly schedule because it'll give me anxiety. She also said she rarely has any time for herself and that balance needs to happen. I feel like I'm being run down to the ground right now and my body doesn't feel good. But can you relate to how Sweetie feels? And what do you think about the younger generation of artists who are, you know, being bold enough to speak out about their mental health? I can most definitely relate to, to how to how uh, Sweetie feels when it comes to anxiety and stuff. I think also, though, I think because Sweetie is so young, she may not recognize just how much power to say no that she does have. And a lot of times that comes with maturity. Um, you the, You are the cash cow. You know what I'm saying? You are the cash cow. You do have the ability to pump the brakes on some of these things. And I know in this business, Claudia, and I know you can relate. Sometimes we feel as if when the momentum is going, we got to keep going. We got to seize the moment. We got to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. But one less interview, one less booking, one less performance a month or a week is not going to kill the momentum of what it is you've got going. You've got to take time out for yourself, sweetie, if you're listening, because if you're not whole, you're not good to yourself or your fans, mama. Al, what do you think? You know, th- let me tell you what's interesting about this story. Um, uh, sweetie and Doja Cat are signed to the same label. And Doja Cat has been very vocal about being overworked, tired, stressed, and unhappy. I, and, and Sweetie and Doja Cat have multiple songs together. They work with the same team. They work with the same producer, Dr. Luke. Maybe the two of them need to take a walk down to Human Resources. Isn't that what Q said? <laughs> Maybe the two of them need to make take a walk down to Human Resources and talk about lighting up their schedule or, or you know, figuring out a way that they can do this where they're not, they don't feel so overworked. Now, the only issue is, the two of you did sign up for this. You wanted to be stars and you're big stars now and, and you're a public figure now. So, and you got to think there are tons, if not hundreds and thousands of other girls, brown girls waiting to get your spot. So then the last thing in my, in my mind is, you know, they always talk junk about Sweetie not being that talented and that she's riding that pretty train. Don't give them this, sweetheart. Do not give them a reason to say, see what I told you about. But Q, you're right. She does need to protect her mental health. But everything else, come on, we got to put it in perspective. Maybe y'all should go talk to the label. I'm going to say this about Sweetie. I've recently become a fan of hers. I went to her page the other day because a friend of mine is working with her. Shout out to the brand engine who is doing fantastic things. Um, Sweetie, I had no idea 
how many deals this woman is getting. When I'm talking about Mac, I'm talking about McDonald's, I'm talking mm-hmm. about mainstream brands. So when you are faced with these once in a lifetime deals, million dollar deals, you really can't say no right now. You can't stop that train. And although mental health is important, you, you can go ahead and take that mental health break. But I do understand the fear if I don't jump on this right now, I may not have this opportunity again, especially with all the criticism. People did try to make her into just being a pretty face. And Mm -hmm. clearly she's not just a pretty face. She's a woman that's getting a lot of deals and a lot of bags. And I respect this woman. I really, really do. And um, educated and non-problematic. That's one thing I love about her. Like she, she didn't come into the game you know, bothering people and throwing jabs and stuff. That that was the one thing that attracted me to this young lady. Like she just do her music and she don't bother nobody. And I love and I love the image that Sweetie puts out in in a time where you know female hip hop. Every it seems like everyone thinks they got to get in there talking about their, how good their pee is and how how they you know just taking bags from everybody. She she's glamorous. She looks she does. If you looked at her, you would never know that she's a hip hop artist. She looks like a she's like a model or just a glamour girl. And I love that she's doing that. So please, we are watching you and I'm rooting for her. Take your break. But then right. Get back to it, because I I think you've got big things in your future. I really do. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, we'll be back with more TGIF because we are not on Sweetie's level yet. We trying to get that million dollar bags. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to TGIF, all 2000 and some of y'all in the chat. Thank you so much. We appreciate you rocking with us in the chat and all those that are watching on the smart TVs on the app. Come on over to the YouTube channel sometime so we get our numbers to 20, 50, 70, 80, 90,000 because we got way more people that are watching. But to the ones that ride with us in the chat every week, giving their feedback, even being shady, some of y'all, we appreciate y'all for rocking with love us. Y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all. We definitely appreciate y'all. Sure. Speaking of love, a source uh, told people that Common and Tiffany Haddish broke up because they were just too busy for a serious relationship. Common said their relationship, which uh, lasted over a year, uh, was heavy and loving, adding it probably probably was the most mature relationship I've ever been in, meaning the communication, the respect, just the all around. Now, he has shared that uh, while they were able to navigate through the pandemic together, things changed when they got back on the move. Are you surprised? I was surprised they got together in the first place. It it, it felt to me like a very odd match. Um, I'm happy that it worked. And this story made me realize, you know, y'all, could it be possible that sometimes your soulmate is your friend? And what I love about this situation is that these are two people that said, instead of us ruining whatever magic that we have and love for one another, let's just be friends. You know what I'm saying? And you can still have deep, meaningful, intimate connections with friends. And I think that that was the choice that they made to love each other as friends versus to try to do the relationship thing and mess up the whole thing altogether. Al, what do you think? Is there more to the story? Um, mm. I, you know, I was rooting for them, actually, because they were such what appeared to me to be an awkward couple. But I it, I, I believed everything they said about their relationship. So it's kind of odd now that America's opening up and they're both back to work that they couldn't, you know, keep some resemblance of a relationship. But look, if it ain't working, it ain't working. So I would rather them, you know, go their separate ways than try to pretend like it's something that it's not. 
People in the chat are saying that common is a common denominator and he's always breaking up with someone. Well, we're all always breaking up with someone, I guess. But what do y'all think? Because people say that they're like, oh, he gets all these great women and it doesn't work out. I mean, Common has come across some great women. We got Erica Badu, Serena Williams, Tiffany Haddish. Angela Rye. Angela Oh, him and Angela. I liked it, him. I, mm-hmm. I thought that we was going to be going to a Wakanda wedding with him. And <laughs> um, I thought him and Erica, they baby, they would have been an old sickening neo-soul royalty. Jay-Z and Beyonce, who baby, Erica would have had them incense and them head wraps <laughs> running around. Do you, do you know the beautiful music they would have made? Um, I mean, it could be common or it could just be these just ain't the right ones. You know, if it was a woman that was in Commons Plate, the, the roles were reversed. They say, uh-huh. oh, she can't keep a man. She can't right. keep a man. Y'all will be killing her and saying that. She got all these great people. I, I do know. I think I remember a common speed about being um, abused when he was younger. So there may be some, uh, you know, maybe some 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 issues with that. We all need therapy for our traumas, I think. Yeah. Because I think they're both great catches. And it was, you know what? It was also fun while it lasted to see them. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of cool to see that. All right, y'all. The legal drama continues with Khloe Kardashian uh, making a request and the ongoing lawsuit with Black China, as it was previously reported. The model filed the lawsuit against her ex, uh, her ex and her, I'm sorry, her ex fiance, Rob Kardashian, his mother, Chris, uh, Chris Jenner, along with the sisters, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian and Kylie Jenner, accusing the defendants of concocting a false allegation that she abused Rob. Now, in a lawsuit, China says she lost out on millions due to the Kardashian-Jenner family's alleged defamation. Now, according to Radar Online, citing newly filed documents, the family claims China re- refuses to produce any tax returns for her income from 2018. Now, the new site reports Chloe has requested to see China's financial records to prove she didn't suffer millions in damages. She argues that China's career has not suffered at all. and She continues to make loads of money. It was also said that Chloe specifically wants to know how much China made in her OnlyFans and her music career. So far, China has uh, reportedly turned over a single sheet showing her income from OnlyFans from April 1st, 2020 to December. What are your thoughts? And Chloe being very, very much involved in the financials, but you might want to be more con- involved in seeing who Tristan Thompson is impregnating over there. <laughs> what them financials looking like? Um, well, listen, with all them damn EBT cards they just found in China entourage, baby, <laughs> China ain't spending none of her damn money. So that's probably why she is hiding her assets. The reality of the situation is China actually didn't suffer, in my opinion, anything financially from this Kardashian stuff. If anything, she benefited from the association with them, be it positive or negative. I think at this point, um, I think at this point, it's more of a personal vendetta than it is. I can't pay my bills and I want some money, but this type of stuff gets taxing. And now with China being in the news for, for playing around on a little house with the prairie and all the drug stuff and allegations and, and, and the negative press that she's getting, she might just want to reconsider and just, and just let lead us alone, let sleeping dogs lie. But Al, don't you think maybe this comes a little bit from the uh, the show that China and Rob had and the Kardashian-Jenner family was kind of instrumental in getting that taken off the air? Do you think she's still annoyed about that? China's like, okay. She does have a claim to say that she lost something. She lost, she lost that show. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not that well versed on this, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's millions, but she can definitely claim something was lost because of that. Because that show, having a show on E, I mean, that's what actually made the Kardashian Jenner brand really pop. It was that show that led to them being damn near billionaires, actually. Well, E <laughs> is their network. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a friend uh, that just took a pitch meeting with E um, and something that they had said previously in their YouTube uh, prevented them from getting the deal at E. The executive looked at them and said... Uh, you know, unfortunately, we are a Kardashian network, and that was her passive-aggressive way of saying your pitch is not going any further from here because we've seen the things that you've said about them in the past. Um, so it, it wouldn't have been hard for Chris to make a phone call and get that show taken off the air. But all of this is personal vendetta. It, it, oh. it, it's personal. Oh, my God. Did I mention how much of a fan I am of, of Khloe Kardashian and Kim Kardashian and, 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 and Kylie and, and Kendall? And how much I really love them, E. <laughs> oh, no shame. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, what is she? What is this what woman talking about? about? <laughs> I'm just thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I won't be employed over there. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, uh, a Russian school teacher was fired for posting a striptease video on Instagram that has gone viral. 23-year-old Victoria Karshirna who uh, pole dances part-time, said, I have been pole dancing for several years and dream of making a video for a long time. Now, she teaches 11 and 12-year-olds. A parent from that school saw the viral video and reported it to the school. Shortly after, the teacher was fired. What are your thoughts about this story and what she does in her spare time? It's not like she's doing it at school. What do you think about this? I think it's unfortunate, and this resonates with me. I, um, I, I want to be a school teacher. Um, I've always wanted to be a school teacher, but I recognized very early on as a man that I could not be what the world says a man is supposed to be on a school teacher salary. So once I became what I am now, I said that I wanted to go back to the dance and drama programs in Miami-Dade County and teach or volunteer or work out or work in the media department with the students. And I was told based on my YouTube presence alone that I would not be eligible to do so, that they would not have me. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it bothered me gravely because I feel as if I have a lot to offer students, especially in the media space. Um, and that that what people do in their their private time should be private. It's not like she was butt ass naked. She was pole dancing and it ain't like your children ain't seen nothing worse on TV or TikTok. Mm -hmm. I agree. Al, you had a, a story that relates to this. Yeah, I would, let me tell you guys, I was torn. I saw it. I thought it was tastefully done, but she is a school teacher. Let me, let me, I need y'all's help on this one. So I have a nephew. My nephew came out to the family a couple of years ago and he's a, he was an on pair. And that means that he takes care of young kids for money. And he worked with this really wealthy family in New York city. And he took a very racy picture and posted it on his Instagram. And I immediately called him and texted him and said, you need to take that down because if that family sees that, they have a reason to release you. And so I was just like, and I got flack. He blocked me, told me to mind my business. Wow. And you was just trying to help and do your brand strategist thing. That's right. Isn't that crazy? What'd you say? He's no longer working for that family now. He's got a different job. But I don't know if that was the reason why. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he's not an au pair anymore. He's just unemployed. <laughs> no, he's got a job, but not there anymore. Okay, well, 
Should have listened. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thank you for everyone watching in the YouTube. Please make sure you rewatch this tomorrow morning. Stick around because we have got the house coming up next. Y'all have a great weekend. And, and Funky, <sighs> you're that thing to rest. <laughs> Let that. <laughs>